For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Kenny Pickett yesterday referred to the offense's recent play calling as, quote, the tip of the iceberg, end quote. Look, I won't tell him if you don't. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this team was back on the field for practice yesterday on the south side preparing for the Sunday game in Houston against a semi quite possibly for real revitalized group of Texans and it was Kenny's day to meet with the media and one of the many questions that he fielded about the offense and the play calling and so forth had to do with the possibility that more of the playbook was utilized Sunday night in Las Vegas. This was his reply. Yeah, it's it's big. You want you want to make you know make the easy plays, you know the routine things routinely, as he says, and it helps open up the other things. So you know pushing for perfection in that area to kind of allow us to, to do the things that we haven't shown yet um, that we're kind of just you know at the, at the tip of the iceberg, I'd say, with what we've been doing. So um, definitely a positive on Sunday night. Okay, I'm not about to make fun of Kenny. I understand. Went to college, did all those things that smart kids do. But when you're looking at the tip of the iceberg, you're looking at the tip of something that's really bad. The closer that you get to it. Now, I'm sure that's not the way that he meant it. And to be honest with you, it's kind of nice to hear him or anyone on the inside, on the record, or off the record, speaking well of the potential that the playbook has. And that's really the only place that this conversation should exist. Potential. There was one, count them, one really good drive against the Browns. And there was one pretty good game, not great, not statement-making, ideally not definitive, against the Raiders. But what was encouraging, maybe more than anything else other than Kenny's own throwing, about that showing for the Steelers was that they did some different things. They looked like a more dynamic, a less predictable offense. They looked at times as if they knew what they were doing. Now, somebody somewhere still has to dig into somebody's skull, whether it's that of Matt Canada or Mike Tomlin or even Art Rooney, and let them know that it's probably not all that great an idea to have your quarterback 
telegraphing whether or not it's a pass or a run simply by virtue of where he stands behind his center. Because that happened again, and all 62,000 people inside Allegiant Stadium, all 62,000 knew whether or not the Steelers were going to run. If Kenny is under center, it's a run. If Kenny's in the shotgun, it's a pass. And there were other tells from everything that I've picked up on through my own look at the film and through that of others. And that's just got to stop. That's indefensible. That's grade school stuff. And against a defense that's a lot stronger than the one that the Raiders have, with all due apologies to Max Crosby, he doesn't have a whole lot of help, that's not going to cut it. You can have all the light bulbs popping off over your head, and it doesn't matter if the other team has such a significant head start in how they line up against your offense for a given play. They've got to be, at this point, laughing on the other side. They have to be. Hey, everybody, look. The quarterback's under center. They're going to run. I can just picture some you know, big-mouth linebacker shouting that out. But to try to swing this back to the positive, they have one, two in a row. And as Kenny himself pointed out, they were both primetime wins. That means a lot in the football community. And they've done better things. The running lanes and the running schemes weren't all that great, but they were a little bit better. There were a couple runs that were actually pretty impressive from both the execution and the schematic standpoint. The receivers ran different-looking routes. George Pickens occasionally went sideways. A couple of times to really good effect. The middle of the field gasp was occasionally utilized. Extra gasp. <laughs> you know, uh, there was a there was a play action that led to the Pat Fryermuth touchdown. I, I think I think people who follow this franchise worldwide are still recovering from that shock alone. Play action occurred and succeeded. It's a start, and it's legitimately, no sarcasm, good to hear from the quarterback that he sees it as exactly that, a start. Now, optimally, there won't be an actual iceberg awaiting when we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. The law firm of Edgar Snyder & Associates has joined forces with Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett to make a difference in the community. They're supporting Connecting Champions, a local charity that asks pediatric cancer patients, what's your passion, and connects them to mentors who give these young patients an identity outside of their diagnosis. You can learn more 
about what Edgar Snyder and Associates and Kenny Pickett are doing in the community by visiting edgarsnyder.com slash giving back. Again, that's edgarsnyder.com slash giving back. Today's J1Q comes from Blake, who says, Hey, DK, it looked like Kenny was getting hit on every throw. Is this offensive line starting to become a concern again, being that Kenny isn't being protected and the running game being ungainly? Love the show, DK. Uh, Blake, appreciate the kind words. Appreciate the apparent lesson there. Is ungainly a word? Did you just make that up? If so, cool word. Either way, it's pretty neat. Never heard that in my life. Ungainly. Anyway, Blake, here's what I've got for you. First off, some facts, at least as supported by the statistics. Kenny was sacked once for a seven-yard loss, and Kenny was hit officially, QB hits, five times. That is not great. That's also not the end of the world. Most of those hits came from Max Crosby, who spent almost as much time in the Steelers' backfield as Kenny did. He was hurrying when he wasn't hitting. He was worrying people, even when he wasn't necessarily making a specific impact on a play. In fact, beforehand, he'd worried the Steelers so much that, as Kenny himself acknowledged out there in Las Vegas, the general offensive game plan included having Kenny move a lot for his throws because they wanted to lengthen Crosby's path to the quarterback as much as possible. And if you think about it, Crosby's on one side, Kenny runs to the other. It's going to be an awfully tough assignment, even for someone that athletic to get there. On the other hand, You'd also, theoretically anyway, be opening more options, more receiving options for Kenny. I'm not nuts about this, okay? I'm not nuts about Kenny's borderline default tendency to roll to his left and look upfield. Not because of anything that he's doing wrong, and certainly not because he's not capable of it. He's actually been a pretty good roll-to-the-left quarterback all his life, including at Pitt. However, however, what I don't like is what he sees ahead of him. Because I'm here to tell you, not from watching TV or whatever, but watching these games live from the press box, all I'm looking at when he does that is upfield. And there ain't much. Those guys are covered. Why? Because the defense knows you can only throw to a certain part of the field from over there so they can just go flying over there and flood the zone. You know, they don't have to wonder, oh, is he going to throw it to the right sideline? No, because no human's capable of that. So they see the field shrinking before their eyes and they react accordingly. These can't be set plays that you put on repeat. They just can't. Rolling to the right's gone a little bit better, but then rolling to the right should go a little bit better. It's still not something that you can rely on. There is no weapon for this offense, this specific offense, 
even though they don't utilize it, that's been more dangerous than, repeat after me, throwing down the middle. Find a way to do it. Figure it out. Has the offensive line become a problem to finally get to your question? And it's a fair one is, yeah, but not as much in Las Vegas as in the first two games. Uh, they held their pass blocks. I've watched the game again, and I liked most, not all of what I saw, but I liked the pass blocking a good bit better than the run blocking. And I think you had to start somewhere with how miserable the line was in both of those first two games. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 